I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yo. Are we recording? Affirmative. AWR. Right, okay, we're, um, this is the third time we've been sitting there within for about two hours now recording intros and outros. Um, I'll tell everyone how stupid we are. Oh, right? oh, don't worry, I'm sure they're fully aware of that. Yeah, um, yeah the first set we done, um, we had to try and get them over at 76 and there was a big urgency to get them over. Um, done it all, um, transferred the file over. Um, mm-hmm. I hadn't switched my mic on, so it was just Chris theoretically talking to himself. <laughs> Um, and then we've just done them all over again, and neither me or you could be heard. No, on no. The, somehow uh, it decided to switch the uh, inputs. Then we got a bit sidetracked, and when we should have just been recording the intros, was turning the reverb up on the recorder <laughs> and singing how many boom bass songs, as in boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say whale, and boom, 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 boom. I want you in my room. Um, boom, shake, shake, shake the room. Boom, shakalak. <laughs> We've started it again. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, we'll be releasing that as a charity single um, <laughs> later on in the year. Um, okay, welcome to episode seven. That's seven podcasts we've put out. Um, we have been quite literally um, saturating your inboxes, um, ladies. And um, <laughs> We've... Um, our um our releases yep um yeah thanks um, for joining us on oh, this thanks, journey yeah, thanks yeah loads it's, we, we have had a lot of downloads haven't we yeah 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 and we're gonna yeah yeah we, we set we set ourselves a, a number and we said when we do that we'd do a funny video yeah. like a red panty night yeah and um, but actually we were now organizing to do that video but by the time we've done that we'd have doubled doubled that figure wouldn't we if it continues to be as good as it is then yes um I'll tell you what, I love the fact it's the third time we're recording it and my wife is just bringing us a cup of tea now. Oh, brilliant. So, uh, so anyway, enjoy this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we've got a cup of tea coming. But um, Yeah, oh, thank you very much. No beer today. We're um, it's, a, it's an afternooner, so we've, uh, we're drinking coffee. Thanks, Carol. Thank you. Oh, I don't want any milk in it, but it's, it's fine. <laughs> Thanks anyway. So ungrateful. Are we gonna? So we just gonna ungrateful. go with this one? Else yeah, fuck it. it four well, times. You know, there's no point. Keep messing with the formula. He's there. People know we're unprofessional as fuck. The dog's in here now. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is real life. It's real life. Yeah. What do you want? It's not I'm Hollywood. A, I'm an old man. I'm not some some young cool hipster that lives in a cool little studio flat somewhere. Yeah. I've I've got a functioning house with a dog and people yeah, and yeah. stuff. I right. mean, yeah. 
episode seven just quickly thanks ever so much for downloading um this podcast we we like i said countless time before we've done this as a bit of fun and, and pip went why don't you do your own one yeah. um i think that was more in a reaction to because you're spoiling my ones <laughs> um, pulling down the name yeah and and we've been stunned at just how many people have listened and downloaded yeah. and streamed it and we can we can see the data and this so we know where you live um, but, uh, See, you're getting into the whispery sort of thing now, aren't you? Yeah. I've brought creepy back. That's what <laughs> I've done. Creepy back. <laughs> um, yeah. So today's guest is um, an old friend of mine um, that worked for me. And um, he's just a really nice guy. And then I hadn't seen him for a while. And then I like to watch MasterChef. Mm-hmm. And my friend turned up and... Instantly, the press jumped all over him because he was deemed like the the hipster chef, the hipster wasn't he? Chef. He's got one of them twiddly widdly moustaches, and he's a sharp dresser, um, and um, an all round interesting, cool guy. Mm. Um, you'd not met him before, had you? No. And, um, and yeah, I think it's safe to say we had we had some fun, didn't we? We had a real laugh, Tony Rod, because I don't think we've even said Tony's name yet. So it's Tony Rod. Um, uh, I from, think I did. Oh, did you? Sorry, yeah, mate. You weren't listening. Beaker one up, Rude. zoned out for a bit. Um, but the podcast is a lot better than me zoning out here. Um, yeah, it was really good. His top five, his first top five had us absolutely off our faces, and you'll find out why yep. uh, very soon. But it was it was bloody well. We, we, we was wired. Um, mm. And considering he is a um, chef extraordinaire, the culinary desi- delights he brought to the within you're probably not going to get in Claridge's. Uh, uh, he pre- was not pretentious. It certainly wasn't pretentious. And um, it, should it inspire your eating habits, I reckon for probably about four quid, you could go and buy um, the whole top five. Except for and, number uh, one, maybe. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, all right, maybe six quid. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so um, you're going to enjoy it. And we'll do a quick shout-out to um, a couple of things that are very dear to us. Um, I know people don't like the adverty bits, but um, it don't take long, and it just means that... Just shut up and listen. That's what I'd say. Really offensive. <laughs> I can only... Well, do you know what? I wonder how many times I've apologised for you. <laughs> what, just on the podcast? You mean like no, across no, everything? G- g- yeah, generally, generally at, at, at our, our events, there's generally a lot of... Sorry about Chris, he's, he's had too much to drink. <laughs> Um, sorry, officer. I didn't realise that was on his hard drive. Uh, Walking around with it in a plastic um, bag. Yeah. Apologising to vets. I didn't realise. Um, didn't did realise he wasn't an actual vet. He wasn't. He's, he wasn't aware that was illegal. He swore. Um, he's, he swore to me he was a vet when he was putting down an animal. Oh fuck's sake! Um, Sorry, adverts you were saying. Yeah, I want to um, just big um, shout out to um, if any of you like um, good music, alternative music, um, nice, colourful, interesting, alternative people, then the longest running um, alternative (laughs) nightclub in the UK is the Pink Toothbrush um, in Rayleigh in Essex. And may I suggest that... um, you go on YouTube and check out the Pink Toothbrush 30. Um, sorry, why are you walking like that? Because it was quiet. No, it's not, is it? I don't know. I thought it was quiet. Right. Because your dog was pattering around. Okay. And I thought... 
You've been saying to me for the last 40 minutes that you need a boom. (laughs) 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 I just thought you was doing that kind of awkward, I need a poo wall. No, no, no. Oh, right, okay. But thanks for letting... You didn't say you needed a poo Thanks for letting tens of thousands of people know. (laughs) What was the terminology you used? Was that just sketching in my pants? No, No, it wasn't that. You said something about um, a turtle's... Oh, my turtles. My turtle, my turtle head's getting curious. <laughs> <laughs> so grim. Um, yep, so that, um, go, go um, onto YouTube, put Pink Toothbrush 30 in and just watch um, a, a documentary made by Tom Coles um, that makes Scrooge videos. Um, and it just talks about um, 30 years of um, an independent alternative venue that has literally had the likes of Radiohead to Ice-T to Blur to Boogie Down Productions to uh, everyone has played there. What a legacy. Um, and yeah, gone. and it's, it's a crazy little, slightly smelly, sticky carpet, spit and sawdust, CBGB's-esque um, kind of little sweaty box in a tiny little town in Essex. And it's, you know, it's, 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 it's quite a, Cool place. It's fun. Um, go on uh, YouTube, so like I say, Pink Toothbrush 30, and Pip's in the documentary, Phil Jubis in the documentary, loads of people that you'll recognise off the telly box. Um, yeah, so, and if you don't live in Essex and you want to come down and, and maybe have a little look at the club, then just hit us up on social media and we can make sure you have a great night. Um, do you want to talk about our company called Redshift Rebels? Yeah, um, <clears throat> when I was in uh, North London the other day <clears throat> at one of my lockups. Not one of my cold storage lockups. Feeding um, the pigs. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, I found some of the original uh, Redshift trucker caps. Right. Um, and I've been, people keep asking me for them still. Um, so I found some. So we're going to actually put them up and put them, release a, a vintage, you know, Redshift trucker cap. Should we put them out quite cheap? Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, All the money's been made on those bad boys, so yeah. Exactly we can right. knock them out for next to nothing. Brilliant. Um, we, we, let's do a little advert um, in at the next drunk cast for them. Okay. A, a Danny Dyer-esque drunken oh, rat and bat style okay. um, market <laughs> trader ad. Um, what else? What else? Oh, we've got some Harkolissian t-shirts coming out very soon. Super exclusive, limited run, but... We're not going to shout about that too much till we are going to make a big announcement about that with tying in with a photo shoot of some other yeah. fun stuff. So we won't keep talking. Let's let you get onto the podcast. Yeah, should we? Enjoy, yeah, should we crack it. on? Yeah, enjoy it. And uh, sh- just quick shout out to Seventy Six Our Producer and the rest of the Distraction Pieces crew and the Podfather Pip. Um, yes, Tony Rod from um, Hipster Chef from Master Chef. Enjoy for starters. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. Are we, are we recording? <laughs> are we recording? Yes, we, yeah, we are. Does it look like? Yeah. I'm in the driving seat. I'm, I'm loving oh, this. Oh, um, tough guy. I've, I've, I've got the, the recording equipment next to me. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a bit of pressure. I've got to kind of keep looking at it yeah. in case the memory card runs out because we do like a chat. We do like to chat, don't and, we? Um, and who are we going to have a little chit chat with today? 
our boy Tony Rod. All right, um, Tone. Hello, how are you? Yeah. Very well, thanks, mate. How are you? Good. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Now we're up and running. Yeah, we had man. some technical difficulties. A couple of technical diffs. Uh, Stu bought a new um, SD card for our uh, brand new recorder, but it doesn't work. So you've bought a dodgy one, mate, haven't you? Did well, you get it from a shop or I from it, someone I got it from Curry's. I got it from Curry's. Mm. And it, it costs like 25 quid. Yeah. He's too old. He remembers tape cassettes and VHS <laughs> and Betamax. So i um, been recording one minute. Yeah. Someone's dissing me for being old as fuck. And it's the guest. You're, you're 50 now, mate. <laughs> but that's cool. I mean, um, uh, where, where might people um, recognise your, um, your, your, your silly face from, Tone? So I imagine most of your uh, listeners will probably know me from the pink toothbrush, but uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. this is true. But um, most of most of the listeners will hopefully know me from MasterChef. I'm the uh, the chap with the moustache and the bow tie, um, the good looking one. Yeah, yeah. Is that how you were affected? Was you like was you known as like the hipster chef because of the tash? Or I had uh, yeah, I had hipster chef. I had um, Mr. Monopoly chef, a man from the Pringles tube <laughs> chef. Fucking great. Um, <laughs> Respect for that. Yeah, I've had it all over the course of the years. But inevitably, if uh, anybody sees me um, in the street and I get stopped, it's. You're the geezer from MasterChef with the moustache. Yeah. Um, which is true, because yeah. I am the one from MasterChef, and I do have a moustache. <laughs> yep. Um, you quite literally do what he says on the tin. It is exactly that. You're, you're <laughs> Ron Seal. Yeah, your daughter said to me as I walked in, she went, oh, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> what, Tony or the moustache? The moustache, the moustache. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, I do look a little bit like I've got one of those disguise kits with the glasses, the nose, and the moustache. You will be great on Guess Who. <laughs> yeah. You get me first time, mate. A bit like... Is he bald? Yes. Does he have glasses? Yes. Is it the bloke from MasterChef who looks a bit like the guy from the Monopoly set? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I know. Okay. Oh, it's Tony. Yes. Winner. <laughs> that is a very, very tidy moustache you've got there. Thank so. you very much. It's struggling at the moment. Right. I drink too heavily. Since MasterChef, we've all become functioning alcoholics. So I drink quite heavily and I shave with a cutthroat. And inevitably, oh. what happens is, is in the morning, I've got a bit of a shaky hand right. and I have lost inches off the moustache. Really? Right? But if you lose it on one side, you have to take it yeah. off the other. Well, right. So or thickness as well and all sorts. So, I mean, yeah. Oh, gosh. Google Tony Rod MasterChef if you're um, unaware of what Tony looks like. Um, so, see, I know that, you know, I, I don't know how these moustache. I know moustache oils and beard oils and that it's, it's a big thing isn't it and like how do you get that moustache to because you've got one of the ones that like you used to see blokes in the olden days on penny farthings tweaking the That's edges the yeah? yeah it's a cross between a handlebar and a um and a sort of a, a, a british moustache so i use bounders moustache wax this is um and this is actually made in london by a good mate of mine david kudish who's known as mr wax and ah. it smells of a mixture of vanilla and rum which is a really good combination yeah. if you stick it somewhere can, 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 can we have a sniff have a, have a go on that um have a bang on that oh, it smells amazing isn't it yeah yeah he made a gym one as well i got really excited it was uh, hendrix <gasps> gym one and i got really yeah. excited by it and then it wasn't yeah. very good <laughs> so i've stuck with that ever since and the beauty oh. is <laughs> it's really good, isn't it's it? Good, yeah. When Stu first met me 20 years ago, maybe, give or take, probably 20 years ago. I reckon about that. Yep. Um, I had hair, silly hair, but I had hair. <laughs> and I used to spend a lot of time um, doing my hair. And then it you got, had good hair. I'm not sure it was good, but I had hair. You had thick black hair. Didn't I did you? have very thick mm. hair, yeah. And then when my hair started falling out, I thought, well, I might as well just shave it off because I, I look like a brick. Mm. You know, it's like when you're trying Definitely. to cover it all up. Just yeah. do, do the right yeah, thing. Yeah, that's it. Shave it yeah. off and you're fine. Um, but being Greek, 
my facial hair grows at a rate of knots. You know, I can <laughs> shave on a Monday and by a Wednesday I've got a full face of hair like Chris. Mm. And um, as a result, I went through stages of having full beard, goatee, moustache, full beard, back to moustache, back to full beard. So do you find that since you lost the hair on your head, you, you, you experiment anymore with your Exactly face? that. Yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah, what yeah, I spend yeah, my yeah. time on in the morning. It's yeah. doing my facial hair mm. and my pubes, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't use a tangle? Have you got pube oil for this? Absolutely. Does do like pube wax yeah. or anything like Mr. that? Mr. Wax's um, <laughs> gentleman's pube wax. <laughs> southern southern wax. Yeah. <laughs> Rum flavoured as well. <laughs> we're, we're brutal, uh, like, in my group of mates when when because we all sort of like we'll go we'll go in our own ways didn't you with like like with baldness and i'm sort of just about clinging on to it just about but then we will send pictures of razors to each other we've <laughs> we've do the right thing on them <laughs> and we genuinely sometimes which I could be it, taken the wrong way <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you had a bit of a bad day at work <laughs> yeah. your missus and you're falling Fuck out and then, yeah <laughs> We've done that, and then Brutal. mates have showed up with skinheads <laughs> from that day onwards. So yes, yeah, tough, but I know what you mean. Like, there's a point where you just got it, it's liberating from what my mates have said. Yeah, it's yeah. true. The, the thing is, I've always said you don't know who you truly are in life until you've a been in a fight and b have shaved your head. Right. Because you got to know. I think as a fella, but maybe mm-hmm. women would agree with this as well. How you handle in a fight? I handle mm-hmm. awfully. Um, <laughs> I get hit a lot. Uh, I'm weak when it comes to throwing punches. Um, and then also, what shape your head is? Because mm. most of us, until we've done it, you don't know what no, shape no. your head is. I I shaved my head um, in about '93. Um, I, I will have to invariably because there's, there's a, a little patch at the back that seems to be getting bigger by the day. Oh, um, but um, but yeah, well. I'm, Yes, Chris. <laughs> I don't know why I've just said that because you are now going to spend the next God knows that- how many fucking <laughs> What's that? That's the door opening. <laughs> An insult to shoot. No, I'm going to leave it there, mate. I'm going to leave right, that one. Um, but, um, but yeah, I remember watching... Um, can you remember the band Censor from yeah, the early yeah, 90s? Yeah. And uh, they were like a bit like Rage. They were that kind of rock rap crossover. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and the, the front man was like this kind of dude that had a shaved head, but like about number three or something. And he had a very thick head of hair, and, and he, he roared it all off. And he, and I remember seeing him on uh, playing Glastonbury with Sense. I remember thinking, "Fucking hell, man, that dude looks wicked." And mm. I had really long hair, mm. and I just thought, "It's going to roll me barnet off. I'm, I'm going to look like a dude at a censor." Yeah, I didn't look like that dude at a censor. <laughs> um, I looked like I had some kind of illness. And and I think like the top of my head. We talking Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. <laughs> a little bit of that, and maybe. Um, I wouldn't have looked out a place maybe. In a gan, as an extreme one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Nice, <laughs> like um, powerful look. And uh, yeah, it didn't do me that much good to be honest. Um, yeah, and uh, trying to grow that out quite quickly. Um, and I did shave it again. In the mid nineties, I got a, when I was going through my little Beastie Boys phase, yeah. and I just thought, "Yeah, right, that's it. I'm just going to shave my head off. I want to look like MCA." And yeah, I remember shaving a Mohican once for um, a weekend away boarding, and a really hot weekend. Had to go to work on the Monday. Couldn't rock up to work with a Mohican. Yeah. So uh, Sunday night, last thing before uh, before I go to bed, I shaved off the Mohican to find that I had this white stripe all the way down the middle of my head, oh, and gosh. these two really nice dark patches on either side no. where I've been in the sun for the weekend. 
Um, oh, yeah, no. couldn't grow that one out quick enough. No. <laughs> you think you could have used some like some of that like tannin cream? Yeah. Just rub yeah. that down the down the strip of your hair. You I ever mean, done that with your I mates? Mean, like when they pass out, right? Like little <laughs> funny little sentences. No, but I, I had a bloke that I went to school with um, called Oz, and um, I won't say his full name, but um, hey! every time, every that's time, Oz calling right now. Every time. That's Oz. All right, mate. Just talking <laughs> about you. Oz was one of them blokes, right? And um, he, he was one of them blokes that when we was all at school in like, and I was probably in like the, the third year, I literally just like would be wandering around about six pubes and like, and, li- <laughs> and, 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 and like some tiny little button mushroom. And, uh, and also was one of them blokes that just come out with like a proper piece, loads of pubes and like and an airy chest. And I was like, oh. how have you got that? <laughs> and like, and he was just one of them blokes that just strolled straight in the showers. And like, but I remember we was around my mate's house and my mate was, um, he wasn't rich, but the little garden he had in his in his in his normal sized house, his parents were flamboyant and just bought a swimming pool. There was no grass; they just had a back door and a swimming pool. That's fucking dangerous. Isn't and it? Uh, yeah, and uh, but it was wicked because yeah. he, he he lived around the corner of me, so it was like in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. He was kids, we got to go swimming. It was like yeah. grim. Oz was on a sunbed, um, uh, with his hairy chest, and obviously I was there with my kind of like prepubescent man boobs and and feeling a little bit insecure about myself and Oz cut a stencil out saying Oz and put it on his chest and uh, and all I remember is about three hours later he just kind of like removed it and had Oz like sunburned into his skin and I just thought man that's fucking cold yeah. he was one of them dudes that had a motorbike like he rode a motorbike to oh, school oh gosh like, was, to school yeah one of them people that sort of turned 16 before everyone else and got a motorbike license I guarantee he probably had a tattoo when he was 14 uh, um, that's a legend but yeah, yeah. so you, that's getting a tan but being cool yeah. it's not obviously because he had always <laughs> written on his chest but according yeah. to Stu that was cool he was, really, was a really nice fella and mm-hmm. probably I haven't seen him for years but I'll, I imagine he still is I remember someone applying suntan lotion to their girlfriend and then wiping their hand across their stomach to uh, get the suntan lotion off their hands and then having a handprint swiped across their chest <laughs> where that bit didn't tan as the rest of the body did. And that's not a cool look. It's not. That's, no, no. It looks that's like an argument uh, waiting to happen now. Yeah. I go. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, um, we've, we've just gone straight in here, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we're talking uh, about all sorts. I've been talking about my mate's pubes when I was 14. <laughs> um, Tom, you've got two lists today, haven't you? I have. And, I have. Um, and I was expecting, we'll talk about the first one, um, we'll list them both, but then we'll, we'll, we'll move on to one. And we should make it clear, I don't think we've even chosen which one we're going to go for first, but we'll let no. Tony choose that. Yeah, um, I was expecting something food-based. Um, which I've given you. Which you have, <laughs> but it wasn't the food-based I, I thought of. So do you want, do you want to introduce um, the first of two? Absolutely. So I'm um, obviously a, a massive foodie and I'm a chef. And uh, I love dining out in top-quality restaurants. And I was trying to decide what to do. And I thought, do I give you my top five restaurants in the world? And I know you, Stu. I think there's no chance at all that you've eaten in any of them. Because no. none of them are Nando's or McDonald's. <laughs> no. You've never left Essex, That's have it. you, mate? Um, Twice. There you go. So uh, I thought, I'm not going to do that. And I thought, what's, uh, you know, what's really close to my heart? So I'm going to do sweets, my top five sweets. Bosh. Desserts? No, no, like sweets, like candy if you're American. Um, yes. Or just like the kind of things you go pick and mix and go to the sweet shop and, and things like that. Sweets. You, solid. We, solid, we have got solid. a fucking buffet and half tonight. Yeah. And do you want to just turn that heater off? Because it is it, literally half of that's going to melt in a minute. 
Um, yeah, if you're one of them people that kind of leaves them comments about, um, yeah, Chris and Stu's podcast is all right, but like one of them just keeps eating all the time. <laughs> um, there's going to be a lot of eating throughout this one. Yeah. And it's not just going to be like, you know, I mean, it's not I mean, this is a subtle suck, but that's... Um, <laughs> That's in the that's the second that's, episode, yeah, isn't that's it? Episode yeah. two. I was really conscious. Um, there's going to be rustling. There's going to be chewing. Yeah. There is going to be a little bit of sucking going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> steady. Sounds like steady. A... Um, but you know, it's one of those things. And I'd originally my second one, which I won't announce yet, but was going to be uh, gins because yep. I'm a massive fan mm-hmm. of gin. And I thought the only downside of that is the first part of the podcast will be us bouncing off the walls <laughs> and then the second part of the podcast will be us just crying yeah <laughs> and just like it'd be all it'd be awful. well yeah this is true <laughs> this is true uh, where is Romesh um, <laughs> so I figured you know I wouldn't do uh, gin as my next one also I like drinking gin but Honestly, I don't know whether I have enough to tell you about five different gins. Apart no. from this one's a little bit less ginny than the last. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so what is your, your second choice going to be? So my second one is going to be uh, Alternative Westerns. Um, and I, I call it Alternative Westerns because um, I'm a huge Western fan. And uh, the pool of Western films out there is huge. And I, I didn't want to narrow it down. So I've gone for anything post-2000. Um, and maybe there's a little bit, you know, unexpected. So we've got a bit of a surprise in there for a couple of them. Yes. We're, we're big fans of people drilling down their top yeah, fives. Yeah, for sure. This is a cracking one. And, like... and, and your selection is uh, is really good. Good. I'm looking good. forward to that. Um, yeah, so let's uh, start uh, shoving sweets into our faces <laughs> and see where this goes. Right, so is there, is there an order to your sweets? I've got an order. Yeah, I've got right, an order yeah, for yeah, mine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I slaved over this. So my first sweet, my number five sweet, is a sweet that I'm only ever going to get if I go to the cinema. I don't go to the cinema often. I go there maybe once a month, once every couple of months. Um, but when I go to the cinema, I have to have ice cream and I have to have sweets. It's just, and I need to try and ideally eat all of that before the film starts and then feel sick throughout the, the film. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, I think yeah, I've is, been oh, there. We all do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I've done that. I always buy a lot of pick-a-mix. And, yeah. And I, it's one of the main things I look forward to at the cinema. If I buy a bucket of popcorn, mm. um, after probably, I reckon I get about 30 goes at that kind of movement of like, handful to math, handful to math, yeah. hand, before my, my wife will invariably go, you just stop. <laughs> and like, because obviously it's, it's just on, you know, within a vision of me yeah. just ramming um, popcorn in my And my crunching face. in her ear. And crunching, yeah. So you don't generally have that kind of um, action no. With, with, with a pick and mix it's not um, got that salty need yeah, for you to just yeah. keep on shoveling yeah, yeah. you can take your time with them and what's good as well is if I go to the cinema with my missus she inevitably will also get pick and mix and she won't finish them during the film oh, and wow. then I've got pick and mix for another week the difficulty is is what I've got to try and do I really thought you were going to turn the way home oh <laughs> we know for a week because they're hers they're not mine so I have to sneakily every now and then I'll go in the kitchen and I'll find the bag this of pick and mix and I'll have one and, but then there's always this crossover Death point where you, yeah, you get about two or three days in and you realise that you've gone past that point of no return where she's going to clearly know you've been in there <laughs> she's on to you yeah so by this point I'm thinking oh you know what I'm going to have to I'm, I'm going to have to just finish them and admit that I've eaten all of her pick and mix <laughs> um, so when I go for pick and mix in the in the cinema there's always a couple I have to go for and the one I've chosen for my number five is shrimps Okay. Shrimp. I'm going to pass them out, so we're going to get rustling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. rustling. Um, shrimps. What I love Sorry. about these, I do laugh. So we all off. know what I'm talking about. These are like the, the foam, the pink foam, shrimp-shaped sweet. That 
They're sweets and yet they're shaped like a shrimp, mm. like right. a prawn. I'm, they I'm, don't taste like prawn, do no, they? No, which is a good thing, right? I, I'm very glad. But out of curiosity, what do they taste like? Mm. I'm a chef and I couldn't tell you. I would tell you they taste like pink. <laughs> I'll tell you what they taste like. They taste like a very subtle bubblegum flavour. Mm. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> I think That's they're fantastic. Good as I can do. The, um, um, the packet you... says fruit flavoured, which is um, fairly. Would you know uh, how to fucking how to make these? Um, I'd have a good old go. I reckon they're um, they're fairly similar to a uh, a marshmallow, but no, I'd, I'd have a go though. Is it like a stale marshmallow? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, when marshmallows go stale, they go mouldy. But um, right, but I, I don't know. But they're a strange texture, aren't they? They're a weird texture. They're a weird flavour. They're shaped like a prawn. Yeah, which is just bizarre for a yeah, sweet. It is. It's absolutely nuts. But we're already all on our third one. And we're rounding down. <laughs> really good. Thank you. This bad. is crazy. And do you know what, actually, Tony? Never been a big fan. Never been. But then I haven't had one for, fifth, I don't know, honestly, 15 years. And your taste change. And now mm. they're much more palatable than what I used to think. You know when you, I don't know, there's sweets you get drawn to and not. And these that's the thing. Are. These aren't something that I'd eat on a daily basis. Mm. Um and keep my teeth because I suspect there's a lot of sugar in this. Yeah. But on that odd occasion, I go to a cinema and I say to myself, I'm going to have a bit of a treat now. I'm going to mm. go and buy myself some sweets. I'm going to be a grown up and have sweets. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go for those. And I brought along some bananas as well because yep. yep. they're, they're kind of Bear one of the same. same. They're the same family tree exactly aren't they? they're cousins <laughs> these are definitely <laughs> related um, but, and I love these as well and it was a hard decision mm. picking between them but these taste a banana though mm. I'm, I'm kind of having a banana as a sweet makes sense having a prawn as a as a sweet doesn't make any <laughs> sense at all which is why I like them no I kind of like that and the uh, oddball of the and also uh, they kind of like link you back to obviously when you started going to the cinema so you're always going to have that sort of connection mm. of joy aren't you mm. as soon as you pop it in there so Let's, should, we, should we talk a bit about cooking and stuff while, while you're here? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 your, it's what I do love, now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I, when I, I met you, what, 20 years ago? Yep. So just to give a, a background as to how we know each other. Um, we were lovers. We were. <laughs> you, was a, you was my gentlest of lovers. It's very um, kind of you to say. Very tentative. <laughs> and um, I couldn't go back <laughs> once you grew that moustache. Um, but, um, yeah, you... You worked at the, the club that I worked at. I did. Um, the Pink Toothbrush in Rayleigh, um, which we probably spoke about loads of times with different guests that we've had it's on. Probably 50 hours worth of you just saying the word Pink Toothbrush. By probably, now. yeah. Sponsored by. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, you worked you worked at the bar there. I did. And, um, and I'll say now that without that, probably the most charismatic of bar people we've ever had. Good choice of words, wow, thank you. A big, that's um, a big, that's big praise, isn't it, for the brush? Yeah, you didn't, you, you've never lacked charisma, have you? Like, I'd, I'd like um, to think not. No. And um, <laughs> um, some, some stories that stand out from, from knowing you from then. Um, oh, shit. You dressed up a lot. I did. Can you remember when you sprayed yourself gold? Yep. Nearly died? Yeah, I can remember trying to get it off the yep. next day. Yeah, um, with a scouring Did you ever see that, that <laughs> James Bond movie when they call that woman, they paint her in gold? Well, that you spray painted yourself with paint. car paint, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was stood in the Gosh. car park with uh, a tin of car paint and one of the uh, pot- potmen, the glass collectors, and I'd basically hold my breath for about a minute while he sprayed me, and then I'd breathe, and then I'd hold my breath for a minute while he sprayed me. Um... I don't remember wearing much else. No. And Pearl, who um, still yes runs the uh, the main bar there, 
uh, looked at me and just uh, get off the bar, go to the other bar, uh, and directed me as far away from her as I could as I um, I strolled across the club, just basically spray painted gold with a pair of trainers, and um, and that was about it. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell. I, uh... <laughs> That and, reminds and me of uh, what was it? The chi- was it the Chili Peppers song? On their f- give, give it away. First yeah, music yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that, 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 that's pretty I'm surprised Stu didn't shave his head then. Mm. Yeah. Should have done. Could have joined him. Um, but another time I remember <laughs> was um, my um, brother-in-law um, was very dubious about coming to the Pink Toothbrush. <laughs> Um, it's not the sort of music he's into. Right. It's an alternative club, yeah. and there's no dress policy whatsoever. And and it's called the Pink Toothbrush. And so I'm certainly no stranger to open answering the phone and someone saying, "Is it a gay club?" Mm. Uh, and I was like, "No, but you're totally welcome. You know, it's very gay friendly." Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember my brother-in-law just being like, "Oh, I don't really want to go there. Like, it's, it's a gay club, isn't it?" And I was like, "Is he a bit of a geezer?" He's a, he's a lad, yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, you know, it's it's it's, it's not a gay club, but we, you know, it's it's very gay friendly. If you're you're gay and you want to come and enjoy yourself, it's a good place to come in Essex. Mm. And uh, and I don't know what preconceptions he had, but we convinced him to come anyway. <laughs> and uh, and I was on the front door, and he's he's turned up and. Uh, you know, with some of my family and stuff that were coming for a night out. I think it was one of the sort of bank holiday specials, I believe. I believe it might have been uh, the weekend of Glastonbury, if uh, it's the outfit that I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. you're going for. Um, and, <laughs> and all I remember is walking down the corridor into the club mm. with him, and he, he was looking uncomfortable, like, and because there was lots of kind of alternative people yeah. just dressed quite alternatively. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't a you know, posh kind of tanny club mm. in Essex. Like, just as we've gone to go through the second doors in the club, Tony has walked from behind the bar to go to the toilet across the corridor. Correct me if I'm wrong, was you wearing just an elephant thong? <laughs> like, it was something like that, wasn't it? I think it? it was just a thong, not an elephant thong, it was just a yeah. thong and a bow tie. And a bow tie. <laughs> and just walked past and was like, oh, she was like, oh, Tony. And my brother-in-law was like, <laughs> you told me it weren't going to be a gay club. And, I, <laughs> and, it, and the timing of it was impeccable. The fact that he just, just wasn't open to like, you know, anything different from what, you know, from what he wanted. And, uh, and he just walked into this club called the Pink Toothbrush. You know, these preconceptions that I'd said, look, you know, it's, 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 it's a pretty open-minded yeah. club, but you know, it's nothing too flamboyant. And, uh, and he just walked in and he First thing straight you past. It was brilliant. He was like, I fucking knew it. Did he walk out? Or did he stay? No, no, he came in. He had a great night. We used to have a, a doorman there who was pretty scary, and if you got on the wrong side of him, you knew about it pretty quick. And uh, I'd probably been working at the club a couple of years when I rocked out the thong. And uh, <laughs> takes a while. It does. It? Yeah, you got to build up to those things. And I was very fortunate in that I'd had the confidence of the door staff and the managers and the, um, uh, the DJs and the rest of the staff that worked there. Um, so I was able to go out to the front door and kind of joke around with all the door staff in the middle of the high street wearing a thong and a bow tie and get away with it. Um, but you used to see some of the, like the younger bar staff who turn up and they try and joke around with this one fairly scary bouncer and, uh, and fill his wrath quite quickly. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of, that, that place was, was a fantastic club to work in and it kind of made me who I am now. But, um, 
you can't deny the fact that sometimes you'd be behind that bar and it would be boring as hell for five hours because mm. Stu's DJing is appalling. Oh, mate, it was just a, He just has a mixtape that he puts on repeat. We could have yeah, top, top five times people have come up exactly. to Stu and asked him to turn <laughs> yeah, it down. Yeah, or off. Oh. Um, <laughs> sorry, mate, could you turn it off? Um, so I used to, if it was a quiet night and I'd be back there, I'd think, I'm bored, what should I do? And mm. I'd end up, basically taking a pair of scissors to a t-shirt yeah. or deciding to get a roll of gaffer tape out and making an outfit out of gaffer tape yeah. or just wearing something ridiculous just because it created a bit of fun for me while I was at work. Um, That's good. I do remember um, a Halloween when um, I was DJing and the, the, the DJ booth is raised <laughs> um, at the Pink Tooth Brush light and it looks over the dance floor and it's probably... Um, from, from when the DJ stands, you're probably what three or four foot higher than the dance floor, mm. and um, and everyone was dressed up in that. And then all of a sudden, someone crouched down and come through the door as the Grim Reaper that was eight foot, yeah, give or take, and just what? and just walked across the dance floor, leant over the DJ booth, and I was thinking the geezer is taller than me, and I'm up in the <laughs> DJ booth, and just went all right. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't. And like, you had fucking stilts on stilts. and stilts all night. On, yeah. Plaster stilts. Did you put behind the bar? No, no, no. I was, no, I was in there on the piss, I think, that night. But I was, yeah, plaster stilts. <laughs> on stilts. Always a good On now. stilts, yeah, which was good. And the, like, everybody wanted to try and push push you over. I'd gone to a, a party, I think, that the night mad. before. Um, that was Tim Burton's party, bizarrely, which was very cool. And uh, to get there, I had to walk down a street in London that was so windy, and I had this eight-foot uh, long cape, hooded yeah. cape, mm. and as the wind blew, it billowed the cape and nearly pulled me half a mile back down the road. Um, Must have looked good, though. It looked yeah. wicked. Yeah. And I, it was, um, I made a, a plaster of Paris skull that fitted across my entire face and head with a, a jaw that was articulated, so chattered as I, as I moved, a rib cage that sat outside of my body. So I was like sprayed You, you made the rib cage? Yeah, made the rib cage out of um, basically foam roll mats that you sleep on if you go camping. Mm. So it looked a little bit like um, a life jacket, but mm. with ribs instead of it being uh, buoyancy aid. Yeah. And um, and then I had this this big nine foot tall scythe, and I had to get on a tube. So I'm like going down the escalators on the tube, getting on a tube, having to be crouched down. Yeah, yeah. And then everybody that's there looking at me, I'm making these ridiculous jokes about you know, oh, you know, shouldn't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Look both ways before you cross the road. And then yeah, walk to this party. But I always loved um, making clothes, making outfits. You know, it's, it's a family trait that we've got. Um, and just being the centre of attention. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Halloween was always fun at the club. Yeah, yeah, you was always fundamentally a massive show-off. Yeah. Right. That's, um, fair. That's fair. And uh, being one of them myself. Yeah. Um, you can smell your own, Stu. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Still, I'm thinking back to serious problem. Yeah. Yeah, Some yeah. of the outfits, yeah. or not, yeah. that you wore. The, the exactly. Countless or photos didn't. of you just in your pants yeah. with a briefcase or answering the phone and that. So, yeah. You guys are very, very, yeah, very similar actually mm. in that way. But it's cool. Was you was you cooking even back then, Tony? Uh, not really. Um, so I, I grew up with with my mum, who was a fantastic cook, and my nan, who was a fantastic cook. Who's Greek? Um, so my mum's Greek. Yeah. Um, so my nan uh, on my mum's side is Greek, and. Um, my nan used to do Greek food all the time, and I loved that. My mum would do a lot of British food as well as the odd Greek thing. Um, but she was always the cook. So when I was a kid, I was never one of these kids that went into the kitchens and potted around or helped out. I, I didn't do that. I also, I didn't have time because I was at school and doing homework and all that kind of stuff. 
So it was only really when I left home at 18 that I suddenly realised that, hang on a minute, if you want to eat well, you've got to learn how to cook pretty bloody quick. And if you want to impress girls, mm. a lot of the time as well, you've got to be able to cook for them. Mm. So I probably started to cook when I left home. But the kind of food I cooked then was what I'd class as kind of like one pot dishes that would take five hours in the oven, be fairly yeah. cheap. Yeah. And you'd put in a bowl with mashed potato and gravy and they yeah. taste bloody great. So yeah, like yeah. beef bourguignon, one of my favourites. Yeah. Um, did a lot of dinner parties you get to an age I think where you think I don't really want to be going out raving anymore I want to have my mates over mm. have a couple of bottles of wine and listen to some music and eat some food yeah. so inevitably that meant we do a lot of dinner parties yeah. and whenever I did a dinner party um, my mates would always say to me oh you should go on MasterChef I'm obviously lying now they'd say you should go and come dine with me I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to pick myself yeah, yeah, up yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, now I decided what four years ago that you know why not i'm gonna go for it yeah. and i've always liked to pride myself on being the person that says yes to stupid things yeah. um you know a mate of mine says to me do you want to record a music video i go yeah why not and then spend two days dressed as an astronaut in the middle of summer running around a field <laughs> um do you want to come and do it yeah why not and i'm you know i'm sprayed gold and like nearly passing out and i, I like to do stupid shit yep and I hadn't done anything stupid for a while. My life had gone through a bit of a change, and I thought, I'm going to do something fun for me this time. I'm going to go to MasterChef. And what was you doing? Was you working in recruitment? I was working in recruitment, recruiting yeah. architects. So that was my trade. Um, I'd spent the last 13 years recruiting architects and loved that. Right. Didn't want to change my job. You know, I, I wasn't thinking, I'll go on to MasterChef, win yeah. MasterChef, and then become yeah. a chef full-time. Yeah. I just thought, this will be a laugh. Shits and giggles. Yeah. Um, so I entered... And very quickly learned that when you go on MasterChef, you can't do a four-hour cook and put it in a bowl with mash. You've got to do it in an hour and 15 minutes and make it look really pretty so on you, a plate. So you literally entered MasterChef at, like, at the standard where you were predominantly before that. Yeah. Boshing stuff in a pot. Pretty much. I tell you what, man, that is, that is fucking... Well, they say all you need is what? Ignorance and confidence. Well, when, and um, you think the sorry. amount of people who would bottle it, like who probably, before even getting on to MasterChef, had been doing it for 10 years, really fucking good, and just don't have the confidence to fucking do it. And you're yeah. like, no, do you know what? I can do this. Why the fuck not? Well, when Tony arrived today, um, Carol said to him, like, um, your desserts that you've done in the show were, were, you know, what what I think everybody would know you for. And, and what did you say? <laughs> yeah, I learned how to temper chocolate watching a YouTube video. I only ever made one dessert before I oh, entered the show. That, <laughs> Honestly, that is amazing. The thing is, so I teach cooking now. Mm. And one of the things I always tell people, I always say, to, you know, would you enter my show? Oh, I'm not good enough. And I said, none of us were good enough when we enter. Yeah. And to a certain extent, that's true. Because when you enter, you are a home cook. Mm. Unless you're a professional master chef. But on amateurs, you're home cooks. Right. Um, and inevitably, if you work full time, you come home after work and you've got an hour to churn something out for you, your missus and the mm. kids, if you've got them, that's going to be edible mm. um, and not going to cost too much money. So you go back to your like old, reliable, maybe six or ten recipes. Yeah. Um, of course, as soon as you start cooking for John and Greg, you can't do that because they want to see something new. So you suddenly start improving purely by being on the show because you're challenging yourself to cook ingredients you never cooked with before. Yeah. So before I'd entered MasterChef, I'd never ever cooked rabbit and I learned how to butcher rabbit watching a YouTube video and then I cooked it four ways with mushrooms four ways, spinach three ways in an hour and 15 minutes for a food critic that I really admire and nailed it. But like it was the second time I'd ever cooked it. I'd cooked it the night before in an hour and a half and nearly chopped my finger off. Um, 
I'd never cooked guinea fowl before. I'd never cooked turbot before. I'd never tempered chocolate before. But you start to kind of push yourself just because you've entered the show to cook things that are different and new and different techniques and things like that. And just by doing that, you improve. And not only that, you're sat in that green room with a load of other contestants and you're often sat in that room for around eight hours, ten hours. And all you do is you sit and you chat about food because that's your one thing you've got in common. Yeah. And as you're chatting to people, you're getting all this inspiration about, oh, I like that flavour combination, oh, I like that technique, I like that idea. So my final main course I did was a guinea fowl dish. And with the leg, I ended up um, basically taking the skin and the, the kind of gristle off the knuckle of the uh, the leg. So you've got an exposed le- uh, yeah. leg. I took the thigh bone out and the thigh meat out and chopped it up and stuffed it back into the drumstick essentially <sighs> with a load of herbs and pulled the skin over it and then confit it, cooked it in, in duck fat. Now, I'd learnt that because about two days before that, Simon, the other finalist, he'd done the same with a bit of pigeon. And I thought, that's a good idea. I'll have a go at that. Yeah. And, and that's it. You just improve by Tiny, doing it. That's, that's insane. But I like to think that, you know, a lot of cooking is confidence. Mm. Um, but it's just putting yourself out there. And also I think, you know, yeah, it, did, it meant a lot going on the show and you do want to do well. But for me, it was just that, like, this is such a good experience and I just want to do myself proud. And you get to a point where you think, you know what, if I went out now, I'd be gutted. But... It was, you know, I'd be chuffed with the fact that I got this far, and then to get to the final for me was outstanding. I was well chuffed. It was, it was, yeah, it was amazing, and I, I want to continue with the the Master Chef um, story. Yep. And, and where and, and throughout this, where it's brought you to where you are now. But while we're talking about fusing flavors, shall we celebrate with number four? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We, um, oh, we, we, absolutely. Um, so this is, this is a, a fusion of flavors, and this is going to be great for us basically sucking and licking and chopping <laughs> on, on a sweet. So this, so is, this is something from yes. my childhood. I'm sure most of our childhood. This is rhubarb and custards. Um, and these are, yep. I think this is the kind of rhubarb custard that I'm thinking of. It but is, it's got to have that sugar on it. Yeah, yeah. It's got to have the sugar sort of surround, and not one that's sort of in a in a wrapper that's not got that kind of sugary 
um, sort of like sandpapery texture. So it's a hard yeah. sweet. It's gonna. We're just gonna be here for the next twenty minutes. Going. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry about that, listeners. Um, yeah, it's got that sugary coating that doesn't come off straight away. It kind of reminds me of like what my granddad would have been like had I have remembered him. You know, rhubarb and custard with the granddad maybe is a thing, but it certainly reminds me of me being a kid. So when yeah. I went to school. I used to travel about an hour and 15 minutes to school and back every day. I used to get a bus or a couple of trains, depending school, on... Where school is that, um, So I went to one school in um, uh, Westcliff called Allen Court. Right, yeah. Uh, and then I went to uh, Brentwood Prep. Mm-hmm. And then I went to uh, Kegs, King Edward the Sixth yeah, in Chelmsford. Yeah. Um, so essentially, Westcliff, Brentwood and Chelmsford. And I never lived near any of those places. So I used to have to travel quite far to get to all of those uh, schools. And... Um, when I was junior school, Alan Court, I used to have to get a couple of buses to school and back every day. And I used to get given a bit of money for the bus. And um, and when I used to, to get on the bus, I used to often sneak on the bus and use my uh, money for my sweets. And um, this was the kind of thing that I would have got back then. It would have been mm. the fake cigarettes. Oh, gosh. When you, I keep saying, gosh, no. The, the Spider-Man ones. Mm. That, you used to have little Spider-Man drawing if- on there. See, they're a game of two halves. Sometimes, if you've got them box fresh, they mm. break your teeth. Mm. And then on another day, you'll open them, and they'll just crumble in your mouth. Mm. Yep, bit chewy, bit crumbly. Yeah. So I used to get those. I used to get flying saucers, and I used to get rhubarb yeah. and custards. And um, this just reminds me of being a kid. Um, I love them. Absolutely they, love so them. so nice. Oh, I haven't had one in ages, and yeah, I feel like I've... I've, I've Forgotten an old friend. I uh, <laughs> fucking hell. It's one of Werther's. Jesus. Um, we, uh, I will put them in the same family as um, as a pear drop and as a cola cube. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I used to get. Yeah. What they used to. What they used to serve me like? What was it like? Can I get a quarter? Is it quarter, quarter of an or, ounce? Or? or I used to be able to get an eighth. In a little shop in Grey's, but like, again, I'm old as fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, sure we're talking about sweets anymore. <laughs> Your no, childhood was different. You could get like two, eight, you could get an eighth, um, for peanuts. But what you would get is, um, I don't know if you had them when you were growing up, but the cola cubes, you could get cola pips. Mm. And they were like oh, little yeah, pips, yeah. and you could get sherbet they pips. They stick your teeth together. Mm. Yeah, 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 and they were like these tiny little pips. And like, or you could, and like yeah, or you could get aniseed pips. I would, I would have thrown a cough candy in there. I love a cough candy. Oh, I don't know. No. An aniseed twist. I'm not. I'm not sure oh, that's one of mine. I'm no, sorry, mate. No, I'm yeah. backing yeah. out. I'm backing out. This supporting you now. Well, yeah. um, ones that aren't on Tony's list. I did buy a selection of a bits and pieces today, um, so we can we can try some of them. Like, we we'll, we we'll get onto them as we we move forward. But um, mm. rhubarb and custards would make my top five for sure. Yeah, that and cola cubes. Have you um? Messed around with um, sweets and vodka. So glad you said sweets now. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, sweets, <laughs> sweets and vodka. I have. I think we. Um, I think we made a skittles vodka and a chili yep. vodka for um, the management of the club once after a Christmas party. You might be right. I think we did, but yeah, I um, I've made quite a few flavored vodkas and gins and. Basically, most of my cooking has some form of alcohol in it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've played around with that. And a lot of my desserts are inspired by sweets. 
So, for example, I did a dessert the other week that was basically inspired by a uh, by a um, uh, Ferrero Rocher. Uh, So hazelnut and chocolate, essentially like you know Nutella. Um, And it's bloody wicked. I love it. Um, And then yeah, I've done others that are like inspired by the flavors of of natural sweets. So we talk about obviously rhubarb and custard. For me, I like cooking. I like eating mainly, which is why I like cooking. Um, But putting together a dish that's always going to work is is a tricky thing. Mm. So if you've got something that you know works, you know, a flavor combination that you know is tried and tested, like rhubarb and custard, there's no reason why you don't go, all right, yeah, I'll do that. And final week of MasterChef, I made a rhubarb frangipan tart, which was essentially rhubarb and almonds with a load of custard. And, you know, Bob's your uncle. You can't go wrong, can you? Yeah. Um, oh, the colour combinations are there. That's it. Vibrant pink, know. nice and yellow. Exactly yeah. that. So it's um, a lot of the time I look at, you know, things that I love for inspiration. I'll be honest with you. I've never made a sweet inspired by a shrimp. <laughs> maybe in the future we'll see um, but I look at things like that and think well how can I do it or can I incorporate you know, a sweet into you know, crumble up that make it into a powder or a crumb or something yeah. and do that uh, but, but yeah I, I don't know well um, are you about to pull out a bottle of like Skittles vodka for us no no I like um, go for that um, I like uh, toffee vodka I like okay yeah but yeah. I'm yeah. All, but I don't go expensive toffee I'll go to like Tesco's and buy their Shit value toffees, which was inspired by my mate when we went camping once, uh, my friend Mark, and he was like, um, I don't put it in a posh bottle, I get like an empty tonic water bottle, ram a load of like a bag of like 40p shit value Tesco's toffees in it, and then just put in like fucking Bastov fucking vodka (laughs) or some shite snide vodka, shake it up two days later. And I'll tell you what, when it's like, when it's about half nine ten o'clock and you're camping and the temperature starts to drop get your hoodie on and pull that bad boy out <laughs> and like it's a lovely little warmer like, lovely little warmer I think oh, if you're sticking any kind of sweet in vodka you go for the cheap shit because yeah. it's, it's wasted otherwise yeah, you know you yeah. go for a grey goose and um, Uncle Dickie's you know extra fine toffee fudge or whatever yeah yeah you're, you're wasting your money yeah um, definitely but I'm not sure I want to be uh, getting cold around a campfire and whipping mine out no no <laughs> not with stew no. there mate <laughs> um, okay so um, when you, you you say you're going to cook when you left the, the, the club mm. um, you was chefing in Basildon yeah uh, at um, I was I was front of house. I was manager. That was it. I was manager of a restaurant called Romano's Macaroni Grill. Fucking hell! Yeah. I remember yeah. that place. Um, you could draw on a table with crayons. Yeah. Yeah. With crayons, yeah. yeah. They had tablecloths, paper tablecloths. <laughs> Chris um, isn't a hooligan, uh, as far as I know. <laughs> for that reason, yeah. <laughs> just, just rocked up with a can of spray paint and just graffed up the place. Yeah, they gave you paper tablecloths and some um, some crayons and yeah. yeah. And the waiting staff used to come over and write their name upside down. That was what they learnt in the first two weeks. How uh, to write your name upside down. Um, so, so can I be sentimental a little bit? Here? Go on. It, it was, That's it was, where you met your missus. Um, I, I met my missus at the club. Oh, okay. And then, sorry. Um, on our second date, we went out for dinner. Yeah. And uh, and I didn't have much money, and um, and macaroni grill was was for where we live one of the nicer restaurants yeah, you could was, eat. Yeah. In, yeah? yeah, yeah. And uh, we're going back a very long time now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. talking about a rest- yeah, this restaurant you could draw yeah. on the table. <laughs> it's one of the best restaurants. <laughs> three Michelin stars. Top five restaurants you could draw on the table. And, uh, but I said to Tone, I'm coming over, can I have a table? And <laughs> fucking hell. It was like um, when 
Liotta takes his missus uh, <laughs> to, to the restaurant in Goodfellas and like just got the full VIP. He just took me straight foot at this table, laid on all this wine and cocktails and kept the food coming of all these different foods and then called me a cab and showed me out this side door where there was a little kind of wooden area which you lit up as well while we waited for the cab like the, the cab on this little kind of veranda thing oh, bear in mind this is in Baz Vegas you, in, but <laughs> I looked the fucking yeah, don yeah, mate yeah, I tell yeah. you it was yeah I, I definitely all owe you one there mate stars aligned that night yeah, mate I yeah. bet you was like thanks Tony I looked, <laughs> I looked really so cool. there's nothing better than having that sort of treatment yeah, is yeah there? it was uh, it, yeah it definitely like looked good uh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Do you know James Berry? He would, he would have worked in that. Very possibly. Yeah. The name doesn't ring a bell, but I drink heavily. Um, <laughs> <laughs> has he got a moustache? Never. Probably never know him then, yeah. Because um, I, I worked over at the Outback Staker. Right. I, I've never mentioned this on the podcast yet. First time for everything. But when I finished my degree, which... You probably don't know, but I've got a first in economics. I'll be honest with you, looking at you, I'm, I, I would yeah, never have guessed. <laughs> um, I actually went You've had a little haircut, though, haven't you? Oh, yeah, thank you very much. Well, you haven't said it's nice. You've just pointed it out. People always do that, don't they? They go, you've had haircut. <laughs> so, that's an observation, yes. <laughs> Is there any, anything positive to say with that? Or just, no, no, just, just, just had a haircut. There it is. <laughs> um yeah, but I went I went and worked in the outback and I worked front of house and I tell you what, of all the jobs I've done, working as a right waiter is one of the hardest jobs I've done in my life. Did you lose your shit there? I had to quit because something bad was gonna was happen. Is that what we were talking about going to London the other day when you said the, yeah. the, the the lad fella just kept digging you out when you was trying to appease him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some geezer I, basically he, he ordered fillet, right? Yep. And oh, um, yes, he went, I want it. On it cremated, mate. <laughs> right? And I just went, oh, cool. Well, I think some of these other ones, if you like your steak cooked really well, these might be better for you. Um, no, I fucking know my steaks. And I want I want it cremated. I want Fillet. it fucking burnt, cremated. And like for people who don't eat steak a lot, Philly's the one of the most, is the softest, isn't it? Yep. Really? It's the most tender. So the values in it, when you have it cooked, but rare medium rare maybe blue or something like that but never past medium go for something else or she's just cooking the value out of it right and to be honest with you if you say you know your steak don't then ask for it cremated no <laughs> <laughs> i know my steak i'd like it exactly how the chef wants to cook it thanks very much which is probably medium rare yeah um not cremated no. but yeah you don't do fillet cremated that's I ridiculous brought it out and he was like this is dry as a bone <laughs> <laughs> What a surprise. <laughs> and I sort of said, oh, that's because... You, you asked for it cremated, <laughs> yeah. And he went, shut up, mate, I know my steaks. In front of his missus, his <sighs> missus was beautiful as well, and you could tell she was cringing. And I went, oh, sorry, mate. And he went, don't you call me, mate. And I sort of like went, be right back. And walks outside, because <laughs> I thought that was it. He was going to get the steak across <laughs> his face. And I, I knew then that I had to, I couldn't... The two year, the 18 months I'd been there was like, you know, that was about as much as I could do. So I respect, like, people like front of house manager, even all waiter, waitressing staff, yeah. it's, a, it's one of the toughest jobs. It's a hard job. You've got to deal with um, the public, which is always interesting because you don't know what you're going to get. Um, you're on your feet for long hours, often without eating or drinking. Um, 
it is it is a tough job but there's also this weird kind of family camaraderie about working in that environment where um, they do become your second family um and i think you know it's a shame to say but in certain places like the outback steak place you're gonna get people coming in thinking they know all about the steak and treating thinking they can treat the staff like shit Mm. and they can't Mm. um and i think fortunately for people like me who have opportunities to work in better classes of Mm. establishment most of the people you talk to therefore um they treat you with a bit of respect Mm -hmm. Uh, they're interested in food, they don't ask for their steak cremated, occasionally it happens, Um, but as a result, it's a nicer, it's a more pleasant working environment. Mm. Um, You will still get the odd knob, um, you know, that he's got a lot of money and therefore think that they can lord it up. Mm. Um, And you just kind of let it brush off your skin, you got to, but I think it's, uh, I've got a lot of respect for anyone that works in that Mm. However, come work in the kitchen with me and you'll know what our work is. No, I know. All, all I was going to say there, man, was if I thought we, I was having it tough in front of the house, the lads back of house, mate, were fucking... Yeah. It's brutal. Just, it like, is brutal. Their, their hours were... They'd look at, like, my hours and be like, you're taking the piss, aren't you, mate? And because they were doing, like, they'd get in for prep in the morning then yeah. they might have a little break and then they're back. And that was... That's pressure. That it is a real labour of love. If you don't enjoy it, you don't last. But um, those of us that enjoy it... And the adrenaline rush of an actual service, when you've got a full restaurant and there's people shouting orders at you and you've got stuff coming in, um, that is a real buzz. And you come off the back of a, a busy shift and you think, yeah, you know what? That was good fun. It's like, like a night in the brush. Yeah. Like a really good night on in a nightclub when you're behind a bar or DJing or wherever it might be. You get that rush and it makes it just completely worthwhile. Um, but yeah, it's hot kitchens, sharp knives and, you know, lots of demand. But yeah, you know, it's, it's a, it's a labour of love. Yeah. I think it is, it's a little vocational, like you say. Absolutely. I don't think I could do it. <clears throat> you can't do it because you you you've got fucking sausage fingers, mate, and you wouldn't be able to do anything with a knife. Offensive. A little bit offensive. <laughs> what do you like at cooking, then? Um, I'm not very good. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, as, as it's well documented, I, I like sandwiches. You love a sandwich. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Um, I can, I'll tell you what I, I am really good at. I can poach a good egg. That's a skill. Um, for, for us sort of are we going to know your technique <clears throat> um, no there's no real technique to it um, a little bit of vinegar in the water obviously so you go straight in the water um, I boil the water with a bit of vinegar in it yeah. and then I drop the egg in oh boom that's that's a, that's proper is it yeah yeah so, what you put, so you put the vinegar in before you boil the water well no in terms after. of just putting the egg straight in the water I know far too many people myself included when I'm feeling lazy who don't go egg straight in water what do they do they, they go into like a poaching pod oh, or a bag oh really getcha getcha but you know that's, that's proper alright I'm impressed you want a job uh, yes please <laughs> <laughs> I'm not spray painting myself or wearing a thong um, you're fired <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so also what I, I, I do remember from because um, you, you moved to London <clears throat> and I, I sort of lost touch with you for a while, and then that's you why were, I moved away. Yeah, and you kept on calling, you kept on writing. I found out where you live. I tracked you down. I parked my car outside your house. I watched you come and go for days. I built up the confidence <laughs> to then get out the car and say, Tony, will I you please, you. <laughs> will you please come and take some photographs at my club night in London? Oh uh, yeah, that's right. And because um, you you was doing photography as well. Wasn't I was, you? yeah, yeah. And um, and then yeah, you become the photographer for me and 
Matt Horn. Yeah, uh, that's right. right. What yeah. session at the Queen. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and you turn up every month with your camera and and take pictures of and a shitload of photos of uh, of pretty people. Yeah, and some ugly people. Yeah, I was in a couple. Uh, uh, couple of selfies for me, yeah. Not a follow, little statement. (laughs) (laughs) She was in there like lightning. We need a drum kit. Yeah, Uh, yeah. No, that's right. I did that as well. So what? Like, obviously, you worked the bar, and you was, you know, you you had a, you've done lots of different bits and pieces. Yeah. When you was kind of sitting with a career, obviously, when you was fifteen, (laughs) sixteen, like, what was? What was your goal? What did you want to be? Um, so I think when I grew up, it was always architect. I was always passionate about that. I liked the creative aspect of it. I liked the um, the fact that there's design, but also the maths and the engineering. And that was always kind of the dream. And then, of course, as I went through life, things changed, things come up. And uh, I studied towards that and ended up eventually recruiting architects because it was the perfect balance between me talking a lot, um, which I do, and me also being able to still be in the environment where I get to talk to architects mm-hmm. and understand the architectural environment. So, you know, that study benefited me in the future of in the fact that I was able to talk to people and have a serious conversation about a building and know what I'm talking about. Um, I think it's also one of those things where a lot of the other things I've done along the side have been hobbies. But when I get interested in a hobby... I put myself right in it. So cooking was one of those things. If I like cooking, I'll study it, I'll research it, I'll read books, I'll watch TV shows, I'll go on the internet and look up it and I'll become good at something. Um, And if I'm not good at it, I'll give it up very quickly. But if I am good at it, I'll keep on doing it. And that's the same for me with with anything, whether it's photography. You know, I I got an interest in photography, went out and bought myself a shiny camera, um, bought myself a lens, read the magazines, read the books, got a book about it, you know, looked on the internet, went on a couple of trips uh, and got good at photography. Um, So I think over the years I've done that and I, you know, I picked up magic. I used to do card magic and that was just because I I used to play poker pretty, pretty well. Mm. And I went to a mate's house for his mum's birthday party, same day as mine. And she said to me, uh, everybody that turns up to my birthday has to take a turn at doing something. And I said, what do you mean doing something? I know it's your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I hang my thong on tonight. And she said, um, well, you can sing a song, you can play an instrument, you can do a dance, you could recite some poetry. And I thought, shit, I can't do any of that. Yes, you um, can. You used to turn up every fucking Saturday night when I start DJing with a set of fuck-off bongos. That's true. And, <laughs> and play bongos over fucking Ned's Atomic Dustbin records. That no is very club true. in the UK was doing that right then, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, we were, uh, we were uh, unique. Okay, so, well, I could have done that, but I didn't want to take my drums. So um, I figured I was pretty good at shuffling and handling the deck of cards, so mm. I'd learn a magic trick. So I then, for a couple of years... Um, just spent my free time just fiddling around learning magic tricks and uh, I got arrested a couple of times chatting up kids that's not true but, um, but when you're down a booth who doesn't who, exactly we've all been there right so I've got a load of got a load of sweets on me now I'm well, like a right dodgy bastard uh, come in the transit van with that moustache yeah. if you got pulled over with all them sweets this evening that's it oh, mate. I'm done um, but no if I'm down the pub with my mates and we're stood at the bar and we're having a couple of pints it'd be very easy for me to get out a deck of cards and just give them a quick shuffle and take the person opposite me, pick a card, and I do a trick. Yeah. Um, and there was a period of my life where I was single, believe it or not, I know, a good-looking <laughs> fellow like me, and one of my mates would inevitably be with me in a pub, and we'd spot a group of girls, and he'd go, I'll be back in a minute, and he'd walk over to a group of girls, because me doing it is weird. Excuse me, love, do you want to see a magic trick? No, no, that doesn't work. But when he goes over there and goes, oh, do any of you girls like magic? Because my mate is a really good magician. 
he stretched the truth. Um, it got me that opportunity then to go in and do some magic tricks for girls. That's a great technique. Great I, technique. I, I know someone else who's uh, used use magic as a, as a phenomenal. Or do you? Phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal, I suppose. Yes, yeah. used magic to get girls. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's the thing. It's, and it's such an icebreaker. Like, I've been on mm. tubes before where we've all been stood around and nobody makes eye contact mm. and the tube's been stuck for five minutes in between mm. stations and I'll look at the person opposite me. And you cut them in half. And I'll go, <laughs> pick a card. And they'll look at me like, what the fuck? Someone's talking to me on the tube. It's weird. Mm. And he'll pull out a card. And of course, by this point, half the carriage are now looking over, but try not to be obvious about it. Mm. And then he'll go, all right. I go, put it back in, give it a shuffle, do this, do that. And I'll pull out his card. And by that point, the whole carriage is then paying attention and going and doing another one. And it's just a great yeah. icebreaker. And it works in every scenario. Um, uh, we, um, we have a party in the Within where we're recording at the moment um, every New Year's Eve. And each year we will... What did you do that for? Uh, <laughs> it just seems like the right kind of time to just to have a drink. Let <laughs> um, your hair down. But we um, we always book a magician um, each year. Um, we've had a few sleight of hands. We've had a bit of a Darren Brown one that literally melted everyone's fucking minds with some weird shit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think if you're at a party and someone literally just pulls out a pack of cards or something and just rip some tricks I'm all over that yeah. I love it I think it's so good I had a Darren Brown one done on me um, I was DJing doing a favour for a friend and DJing at a party about six months ago and they had a, a magician there and the guy was one who he said well he's predominantly studied NLP and all that he sort of said well you know Darren Brown I do that stuff so I was like wow can you do one for the in the future like later on in the night he said well look it's empty now why not I do one for you now and he, he did one where he gave me a business he gave me a card it was his business card on one side the other side was plain and I had to write in pen the name of a mate he said we're just going to do a quick one so I just wrote a name of a mate and I actually picked Pip but I wrote his normal name because I thought it was just his first name but I thought because half the time I called him Pip and the other half the time when we were at home or whatever we were at home not sharing <laughs> not, not sharing <laughs> nice romantic yeah, yeah. a little insight <laughs> I called him by his normal name so I thought that might spin him out if he's going to try and like read me or whatever. But he literally said, right, okay. He said, put it back in his wallet. And then he said, look over my right shoulder and just cap. I'm going to go through the alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. He got to about J, J and he went the first letter D. And before I even did that, he said, right, I want you to look over there. But I want you to, is it a male or female? He said, don't, don't tell me, but just think of that. And then he said, straight away, he says, it's a male because you looked away. And traditionally, that's what people do. When you're asked to record a bloke. And then he went, all right, look over there. He went, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. He went, D. And then he carried on and he went, there's a V in it. He said, it's Dave. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like how, when you have it done to you, that sort of... Yeah. Oh how many uh, how many listeners do you guys have at the moment, give or take? We're talking like thousands, yeah, hundred, thousands, million? Thousands, thousands, thousands. thousands, thousands yeah. Shall we let them all know your PIN number? but that that was always a really good one because you just yeah. you'd get and you'd, you'd be able to pull out people's pin numbers and shit like really that, that? And yeah oh. like unlock people's phones and it freaks people right out but there's it's such a good one like doing magic is really really good fun so when we were recording master chef the whole process is about a four month process and you spend a lot of time sat in the green room just bored basically mm. uh waiting for them to set up the kitchen do a bit of filming whatever yeah. and while we were there i'd always have a deck of cards on me in my pocket yeah, yeah. and i'd always end up doing tricks for the yeah. other contestants for the production team for the camera crew whatever and it got to the point where one of the guys neil 
who I'm sure will listen to this because I'll tell him to, um, he and I would end up teaching each other a few tricks and it became a bit of a thing. But yeah, Whoa. absolutely love doing all of that. It's such a core icebreaker, isn't oh, it? Oh, massively, yeah. Right. The fact that you can do like the, the, the voodoo magic type shit as well, Tone. That's amazing. We, you, I know why now why you were bloody runner up. You were mind, <laughs> you were brainwashing <laughs> the, the, the judges. That take you long to figure out like uh, how to do the how sort to of brainwash like, them. <laughs> how to like do the sort of pin pin number tricks and shit. For like. me, um, tricks don't take long to learn. The problem is, it's you've only ever got so much capacity to remember so many, yeah. unless you're doing it all the time. Right. And because I don't do magic for a living, I was doing it while I had a full time job. I was on my chef or whatever. You'd learn a trick and you'd maybe then have a repertoire of four. And mm. then as soon as you learn a new one, one of them would just disappear. Okay. And yeah. you'd get down the pub and you'd go, they go, do another one. And you go, um, oh shit, I knew another one, but I can't remember it. So it's just remembering all of them. And now, because I don't often do it because I am busy doing other things, mm. one of the one thing that's essentially dropped is the magic. So if you gave me a deck of cards now, I'd maybe be able to pull three tricks out of the bag. But I'd be running dry after that. And it's, you know, it's the same as if you're a musician. And if I asked you now to play an old uh, serious problem track, he might go, uh, he might not. Wait there, I'll go and get the guitar. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> just needed, just needed <laughs> the excuse. <laughs> done it now. But that's it. Like, if you haven't done it for a long time, you do forget. So for yeah. me, it was like learning. Some of them were more difficult than others. Slight of hand tricks, that was more about practice than actually yeah. learning method. Um, and then it's just a case of keeping it in your brain. And inevitably, I'm doing it when I'm down the pub. And you've had a couple of glasses of wine or a gin or whatever, and well, normally, you know, once once you start flagging and you've had a, a drink, then um, you need a little a little um, powdery life. Sugar. So, uh, <laughs> so um, nice. I like this link. This is a good link. Uh, do you want to rack up a couple of lines? <laughs> All right, let's do a couple of lines. What, what's number three on your list? So n- number three on my list is not a cola bottle, <laughs> um, but it's a sherbet dip dab. Oh, um, so I'm going to pass yes, a, a pack of um, white powder to my two esteemed colleagues here. Now, when I turned up earlier, I said to Stuart that I think these have changed because these were two flavours when I was a kid. So you had no. two bits of sherbet, but you're no. saying no. No. Um, the Dib Dab is the uh, original sherbet Dib Dab. Where you right. Had, there, there was two variants. There was the one that we've got in front of us, which is the little bag with the little lollipop in and, and the bag of white powder. That's right. And you also had its sister, which was the tube with the licorice in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, there was another one. There was another there was one. Another right. One. And then there was another one. <laughs> and the other one was called... The stick in the middle right, yeah. was called the Swizzler stick. So, You're right, yeah. he's right, you know. Um, and it had, the, the Swizzler stick was like a kind of hard, crunchy, very sugary mm. stick. And mm. either side, it was a thick, it was a more coarse sherbet. Um, <laughs> it was more like sugar. I'm sure back then it would have just fucking you know, wound you up like a clock spring. Mm. It was powerful shit. And... Uh, and yeah, and there was two different colours. It was like a red and maybe a blue or a kind or a yellow. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow, um, yeah. But yeah, I've not seen that for you. That probably went out when people discovered that kids were going mental on fucking sugar E-numbers, and, and, and yeah. e numbers. Yeah. Well, that again. This was another one of those sweets that I had when I was a kid growing up. You know, when I was on the bus on the way to school, it was either um, the flying saucers or the sherbet dip dab or the yeah. the, the Twizzler. Right. Can we mm. just before we get on this? Can we discuss? <laughs> Uh, flying saucers because I think they're shit no no I, I'm all for them grow up Chris <laughs> <laughs> I think the um, the paper wrapper is generally a bit shit but for me it's all about sherbet so I used to bite an end off tip the sherbet into my mouth and enjoy that and then be like 
I now got to eat this shit bit that of paper, of, yeah. which which was not pleasant, but oh. it was inevitable that I had to eat it. Yeah, yeah. Um, these, so I wasn't a licorice fan, although Do you know what, I've I think, not had this since I was a kid. It's really good. It's, I know they're great, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. these are really, and the funny thing is, I've not had one of these since I was a kid. And then when I come up with my top five, I've got white powder everywhere now. <laughs> I'm definitely getting arrested on the way home. Um, <laughs> but I um, I was trying to work out my top five, and I was obviously thinking, oh, I love I love sherbet, and I ain't had it for a long time. Um, but the closest I've had is a flying saucer because you can get them in your pick and mix. Yeah. And I went and bought a pack and thought, oh, yeah, these are great. I mean, Stu is basically doing what he does with popcorn at the moment. Mm. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got it all over the shop. <laughs> What's going to go mental. It's when you get a bit... He's, Stu's in all black, or he was, he looks like a baker. Um, it's when you get it a load in your mouth and then someone makes you laugh mm, and you end yeah. up mm. peace dragoning mm. and getting it coming out your nose. Um, I'll tell you what. It's like a scene from Scarface in here. One of us is Tony Montana. Um, Um, I used to put it in water. Yes. Because I used to think it made lemonade. (laughs) Interesting. Really? Mm. It didn't. It just made a really sugary, rank water. Sorry, I've got the lollipop in my mouth. Um, It's it's one of those things that I think is so... um, reminiscent of your childhood because you can't have sherbet as a grown up it's just not cool anymore um, fuck me well, you can't walk around with it you certainly can't do it if you're wearing all black no. as Stuart has found out tonight but um, what I really love about cooking and cooking desserts is that play on textures as much as it is flavours so being able to have right. something that's like crunchy and powdery and foamy mm-hmm. and moussey yeah, and, and smooth and having all those different textures working together so for me, making things into powders is great. So um, I now try and play on things like sherbets in my other dishes. So I'll make like beetroot sherbets and make beetroot marshmallows and then powder them in that. Or I'll make them out of like onions where I burn down onions and dehydrate them and then powder them up and sprinkle that on top of a beef dish. Obviously that I've cremated. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, <laughs> on, only with fillet steak. Only with fillet. Only with fillet steak. Do you like beetroot? I like all food, mate. There's nothing I don't like eating. I think beetroot tastes like dirt. Well, give it a bit of a scrub first, maybe. I'm well, guessing because um, beetroot is sweet. It's slightly earthy, but not dirty. I am um, no. I, I, you're eating I, it wrong. Are you confusing beetroot with dirt? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I my my, my my wife's family are um are northern and I'm from Sunderland, and and if we have a roast dinner, they have beetroot with the roast dinner. Right. Right. Um, oh. I mean, just wrong right, for starters. Um, it's out there. Yeah, I'm, 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 but apparently Wacky. It's, it's, it is a. And yours tastes dirty. No, um, but no. Ne- I, next time you have one, try one for someone else's plate. I, I reckon they're just not, giving it to you, mate. I, I would not. I would not taint a Sunday roast with fucking beetroot. Every time I've tried it, I don't like the colour. Like, and I, even though the whiffing's actually painted uh, that that colour, um, I'm um, I'm not. Uh, I don't like. It's, it's, it, I don't like it on a plate. It stains. It just looks. It, it's that. Sorry, I'm, I'm just not into your, it. Your facial reaction. Brilliant. Look you at you with a mouthful of sherbet. <laughs> You're so serious when you talk about food. It's brilliant. Yeah. Really impassioned. Talking about this, by the way, is. Like rocket fuel, this stuff. They're great. It? It's absolutely go as a, out, as a buy kid, a sherbet dip dab uh, tomorrow, folks. You're bouncing you're, off the walls. You're not going to. That's, that's an excellent life choice for anyone who listens to this. Um, <laughs> how, how, how <laughs> Did you, you just say that's an excellent <laughs> life choice, people? Have some sherbet dip dab before you go out. You, you might be on your work walk to work to yeah. you know when you're listening to this. So one pack of this in a right? sweet shot. It's a twenty odd gram pack of uh, dip dab 
And of the 20-odd grams, 18.7 grams is sugar. Fucking I mean, like this is this is going to keep us going. Um, for, and then tartaric acid and citric acid. I mean, again, um, that kind of sharpness, that sourness is something I really like. Mm. And that sh- sherbet flavour for me, that's just crack. It's beautiful. I love it. How do you turn something into a powder? Um, depends on what it is, but essentially, if you dehydrate it and take all the liquid out of it, mm. um, and then blitz it up in a food processor or a spice grinder or a pestle and mortar, and then you end up with a really fine powder. Did you see the episode of The Apprentice where they had to come up with a taste for something? Was it The Apprentice? But they, well ba- be, yeah. they, they basically, it was something like that, and they dried out fish and chips. Yeah, like I, I, a portion I of fish and chips, dried that. it out, and yeah. then have a look at that. smashed it to a, a powder yeah. for like a fish and chip flavored packet of crisps. I don't think so. Just okay. quickly, come on, just just rattle off your favorite crisp tone because it's a passion of mine. Mm. Mm. So if I'm going to go boring, yeah, it's got to be salt and vinegar um, McCoy's. Okay, because okay. they got Solid. they got full old punch. Yeah, That's yeah, not boring. Yeah, That's a have. premier crisp. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's premier crisp, but it's, it's a standard flavor, I think. Mm. Um, if I'm going to go out there, skips. Oh, really? Yeah, love a skip. Um, we go back to prawns well, again. Linking, yeah, gone back linking, to prawns, haven't we? Linking on to prawn, the prawns. Um, but it's that kind of way they melt in your mouth and things like that. Yeah. I, like, I do like a skip, but yeah, um, what about you? What, where are you, lads? Oh, I, I won't go into it because... we didn't. Do, you didn't do top five crisps in your top five of all five, so I don't think, from memory. Oh, we do we have... No, we've done it. We did it in the Love Beer one that's to, to uh, come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, excited. Yeah. I'm, mm. I've got something to look forward to because mm. I'll be honest with you, I dread your podcast. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you just know what, what was going to come out. Um, um, okay. Um, right, so shall we move on to the next one? Or, or do, yeah. do, do we want to talk about something before we, we go on to the next one? Or um, I don't know how we do for time. Uh, <laughs> sure, we're, well, I'm, I'm I'm very happy. So well, we've just hit the hour mark. So really? that, yeah. So we've we're got nearly up to t- the yeah. So we've only one, got two we? left to do. So should we do that one before yep. we do the second part? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah All right. So what's sure. what's um what's in at number two, mate? So in number two, I mentioned um, citric acid and tartaric acid. <laughs> which are uh, two of my favourite types of acid. Um, I won't give you my top five because... Uh, <laughs> you won't remember. Save them. We'll do it again. We will get arrested. Um, but Haribo Tangfastics. Um, yeah. These sweets are phenomenal. Powerful now, stuff. this is probably the only sweet that I will buy as an adult in everyday life. Um, this is good for a car journey um, on the way to a festival. You normally try and keep it for the day after a really heavy night for that sugar rush that gets you going we'll, the next morning. We'll, yeah, it will restart but, the system. Yeah, yeah, the drive to Glastonbury, you're already eating the entire packet, and then you feel sick after a packet of a terrible tangfastic. Yep. Uh, um, the ones that really get you in the back of the throat, those really kind of sour ones, they're the best ones. I like the fact, so I'm going to pass these out, and I'm going to let yeah, you dive in and, and get the one you like the most. I'm going to grab all because yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know what everyone's favourite is because every, in a bag of uh, Tangfastic what I would say is the worst one right is the Cola Cube okay um, I think the ring bottle thing the, I don't know what it's called like the baby's dummy the dummy yeah see the dummy's probably the least sour sorry Tony you're holding that bag there I, I, do you know what I'm going to go for the one that looks the most uninteresting which is the kind of 
white white base with a foamy base and a jelly top. It looks like but a. I think it's like a, a lizard or something. Yeah, it's a foam-based lizard. Yeah, they're kind of most sour. Okay. Um, what are you going for, Chris? I've just had one that Stu mentioned, but the one that Your I'm favorite? looking forward to yeah. is this little puppy. And, and Chris and I have held up the same one, and yep. it's the, the, the sour cherries. Oh. Mm. oh, sorry. Is that what they? I always thought these were cherries. No, no. Oh, it's um. It's actually a nutsack. Fantastic. <laughs> um, these are, are these for me are the Tangfastic of choice. These are the mm. ones I look for and hope for. And I think they actually started selling these on their own mm. because these are obviously the Don. Um, I love them. I love the face yep. that it makes you pull. I love how addictive they are. And yet, how. There's, there's you, no middle ground. You can't have. You have like. Oh, that was nice. I'll have another one. That one was nice. I'll have another one. Yep. You don't get that. I think I've had enough. You have no. I'll have one. More. I'll fucking know I feel ill. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Right. I, and I, it's it is exactly that. Um, so when I <laughs> went and bought all the sweets for tonight, so we could all demolish some sweets throughout the podcast, um, I realised when I got home that I'd bought a pack of Haribo Tangfastics, but they weren't the normal flavours. They were ice cream and sorbet or gelato flavours. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, mate, if ever you see them, like. Buy them and then burn them so no one else has to buy them. Because they're disgusting. They are vile. Um, So my missus and I, I said to her, I bought the wrong ones, but should we try them? We we ate them. And obviously made ourselves feel sick. Mm. Because despite the fact that they were disgusting, and there's not a word I use lightly when Mm. when it comes to food, they were disgusting. (laughs) Um, I'm clearly not going to get any tangfastic (laughs) sent to me in the post now, am I? Um, You can't stop eating them. You have to keep on eating them. And that's the thing. The other thing I like about um, Tangfastic, and you guys are going to hate this. Well, you guys aren't, but your producer is. Um, is whenever we go and buy Tangfastic, my missus has to do this. It tastes like fire and a little bit of electricity. Um, which, do you know the advert uh, with the rugby players? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So she does that. Really well. Really well. Yeah. It's slightly terrifying. Um, that's a normal voice. Uh, it's and it, yeah, so it's slightly off-putting because for a, an extremely sexy woman, she'll listen to this. Um, you get that. Yeah. Oh, that's off-putting. It's disturbing. But yeah, she does that. She's got another one that she sent me, but I won't do them both because um, yeah, I'll get. Well, an you know, you can pop them on. I, I mean, you know. Play it. Are we doing the other one? All right, I'm going to do the other one. But it's, the adverts are brilliant. Uh, the sweets are great. Here's the other one. You've got Tangfastic's face. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> it's just <laughs> mental. So, yeah. So, um, the adverts are good. The sweets are great. Um, yeah, it, it's one of those everybody loves. I don't know anyone that doesn't like them. Oh. And Tangfastic's are the best of all the Haribo as far as everyone's concerned. Hmm. Oh, oh, go on. Hit me. Harry Bow do the little ball things, don't they? No, them like know. little coloured things that look like marbles. No, hard <laughs> shells. Um, no. Yeah. Have you been drinking? You. No. Uh, well, I've had a glass of wine, which yeah, red you... wine doesn't go very well with Tangfastics. And I got to uh, say, when you offered me a drink earlier and said you want a beer, and I was thinking, <laughs> what's the worst thing and the best thing I can do <laughs> with sweets? Yeah, I think beer was alright. <laughs> mm. Um, sorry. Yeah, they're called, they're, you would know them. They're, they're in all the mixed Haribo bags, and they're like little round balls, and, I, mm. and they've got a hard shell, and they're super fizzy and really nice. They're like fucking crack. Really? 
No, I think they're, not, they're not Harry Bow. They're I think Mayo Wams. Oh, Mayo Wams. That's yeah. a different. Yeah, that's like Sorry. saying, oh, I like. No, you I know, know. Sorry, I broke up. Ferrero Rocher. Yeah. Jesus. But going back to their adverts, they are pretty clever. I don't. Clever. I, I, I'm a bit of a, a hater on adverts. Don't like when I'm watching TV. I'm hard work because I will character assassinate adverts all the time. And but actually, I must say the Tang Fastics one. How they nailed that. It was genius, and and I think that Haribo have managed to like sneak into the adult world pretty successfully. Absolutely, they? yeah. I think they might be as uh, much focused on us as they are as the kids. Definitely. Yeah. What is the what is, what is the gum made of as a as a as a chef? Do I think it's horse that? bones. Um, is it really? It's probably horse or pig bones. It will be some kind of yeah. gelatin uh, base. I think um, it seals teeth. Seal's teeth, nice. Seal, seal's teeth. The singer, he can't have that many. <laughs> no, no. Can you imagine singing Kiss for a Rose now? Why are you singing that song? I love it. You know that he's, well, it's in my top three worst songs ever made. Beautiful song, I love it. Oh, um, Pip loves that as well, uh, doesn't he? We love it more because you hate it. Yeah, it and you love bit. Batman. <laughs> yeah, I do like Batman. Do you like that song? Uh, the Prince Batman, or how I many? What are we talking about, Batman? No, no, no. no. We, we, we're all about the Prince. Batman. Yeah, no, totally. What Batman? I don't know what you're talking about. From a rose. That was a Batman, wasn't it? Oh, is that a Batman? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Don't was start actually. that again. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that went random. Ran. Was it a drunk cast? Yeah, I think so. It will get stuck in your She's head. Shania Twain still gets mentions on Twitter. Fucking hell. Nothing wrong with that. So Wales boat bloody sheep. Yeah, this this will be some kind of. Let's have a look at the package. It seals teeth. It will be some form of um, of glue uh, of. uh, of Panda nails as well. But then occasionally nowadays you see that there. (laughs) It just says gelatin. Doesn't say Um, if someone from uh, Dunhills. I do cigarettes. Can get in touch and tell us. That'd be great. But um, mm. but yeah, it'll be some kind of meat bone, probably pork or um, or horse. Uh, and yeah, they're great. And like I say, they make you feel sick after you've had a handful or two. So that's how you know it's quite good, though. If you can't stop eating something until you feel fucking ill, yeah. then you're on to a winner. Exactly that. Yeah, so yeah. veggies can't really eat them, can they? Well, no, but they probably still do. I know a few people that do. The veggies are the ones that just go and get them... Percy Pig from Shit ones. Sparks, oh, uh, they're not good, are they? I don't, I'm not a fan of Percy Pigs. Don't mind them. Don't mind them. My missus likes them. I, mm. I don't like I them. I think they're quite overrated. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're there. But it's, I just think Haribo are great. And what's good, so I think we're all of an age where we'll remember the adverts of like, oh no, my sandwiches. Do we remember <laughs> yeah. that one? Purcell, I think that was. Yeah. And things like that. And Haribo, I think, are also one of those adverts that are just a little bit timeless. I don't watch much TV. I haven't got the time for it. My missus is more the TV person in the house. Um, um, so when she's got a good advert, if it comes on and I'm in the room, she'll go, oh, it's that advert. And I'll go, I don't know what you're talking about, love. I'm really sorry, I don't. And then she'll do an impression and then it will come on the TV and I'll think, is she earning a little bit on the side by doing voiceovers for TV? Because that's fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's 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 kind of one of those where it is almost as memorable as, oh no, my sandwiches, which I absolutely yeah. loved. You need to watch, do you watch The Trip? Oh, I love the trip. Yeah, I was going to say if you've got a wife that likes doing impressions and you like food, that's yeah. got to be the best fucking program ever. And some of the best comedians in the world. Um, not the two best. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I absolutely love the trip. And you know, some of the one-liners, them just sitting in there, the first series where they just sit doing uh, impressions to one another. Yeah, trying to outdo um, each other. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Um, <laughs> it's like yeah, pastiche on themselves. Yeah, perfect, perfect bit of TV. Yeah. Yeah. I've just rinsed both series again in anticipation of the, the, the next the one, yeah. Series, yeah. And oh, it's just perfect. And 
Margot Silly's in it from Nine Songs, who obviously does a lot of the Michael Winterbottom stuff, and oh, she's beautiful. And uh, goes on to Google, looks up Margot yeah. Silly. Yeah, she's uh, she's rather lovely. Um, okay, so are we at the top spot? We're we are. At number one. We right. are at number one. This is this is a little bit of a, a curveball from the, the theme so far of sweets. Yeah. Okay. Right now. As far as I'm concerned... Are you still looking up Margot Silly? I'm still looking up Margot Silly. <laughs> I'm figuring my missus has probably stopped listening now because I've, <laughs> I've mentioned her. Um, but if uh, she is still listening, she is not even close to as beautiful as my other half is. Um, but yes, I think I follow her on Instagram. Um, <laughs> bizarrely. So I class sweets as being anything you can buy in a sweet shop uh, or from that kind of aisle in the supermarket. Um However, a lot of people would say that chocolate is not a sweet. I don't, where, where do we stand in the room? See, I well, love you, merging things anyway. I, I'm not a details man, as you might have come to realise very quickly, Tony. Um, but but Stu, Stu does like to break things down, don't you? You like, you quite like black a and bit white. more. You're, yeah. And so, Stuart, what would you say, mate? Um, you're the guest, so you pick your top five. Oh Jesus! I feel like uh, <laughs> black sheep in the room. Fucking... Yeah. But you're wrong. But you're wrong. Yeah. Okay. Um, fair you, you you've been disqualified. <laughs> See you, Tony. <laughs> you got any more share? But I can chuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I've hoovered all that up. Um, that's, that's why I'm getting a bit aggressive. Hoovered <laughs> <laughs> up isn't the fucking. <laughs> we definitely needed Jim um, to calm no, us down. Well, I don't know. I think I, I would have gone for top five pick a mix and then top five chocolate. Um, but we'd have all ended up with diabetes. There's that. And you're the fucking master chef, not me. So I, I, I can't start picking and choosing what you, you, you can be saying about food. So, That's very um, kind of you. I, yeah. I definitely feel like I'm in the wrong now, but you know what? Fuck it. Um, I, I, I happen to agree. Like I, I would easily put that into the, the sweet category. You know what? I've only met him for the first time today, but he's already he's, my favourite. He's, he's my favourite. He's everyone's favourite. <laughs> I'm sycophantic. He's that still fucking chugging that <laughs> sherbet like it's going out of fashion. We're now doing lines of sherbet. It's powerful stuff. <laughs> it's shit. Um, so chocolate. Cho- there is a chocolate in my number one spot. Now, um, I am a huge chocolate fan. Um, and I really like like dark, dark chocolate. Really rich, really dark, bitter chocolate. Um, I'm a big advocate of fair trade. Um, and if I can, I buy things like uh, Divine Chocolate, yeah. which is an amazing fair trade mm-hmm. uh, chocolate they get over from Africa. Um, and they do some amazing flavours. And I don't mind if it's mixed in with bits of dried raspberry mm. or with mint or mm. with toffee or salted caramel. or if it Yeah, chilli mm. or just plain chocolate. Chocolate for me is a fucking winner. Mm. Um, and I'll quite happily sit with a bar of like, you know, nutty chocolate all night long and I'm done. However, I spent a number of years um, as a kid in America. And there aren't, I'm going to say this and then talk about uh, my next topic and my car and all sorts of other things that I love. But there aren't many things about America that I'm a massive fan of, apart from Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Bosh. Um, now, we've got big ones and we've got little ones. Oh. So it depends on how much talking you want to do. Little ones are there. The big ones are here. Um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Is there a difference? No, they're exactly the same. They're just bite size. Um so basically, Reese's peanut butter cups. For anyone that doesn't know oh, them, no, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to hold we're oh, gonna, gonna have to hold fire. To hold fire. Oh. The girls are in. The, 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 the family's in. Yeah, they brought food and they've, they've been cooking for you. Hello, you good guys. evening. Oh, my oh. favourite dip. I was talking about this dip chips the other and day. jam. <laughs> my favourite 
So my friend then went, because I talked about it, I was like, oh, it's a beautiful dip, and then Stuart was saying it was like a posh burger sauce, and then my other friend went, cool, so what was in it? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so what is in it? It's not hummus because we're not allowed that anymore. Apparently, uh, shops have all run out. Really? Ah. Oh, Hayden's in there. Oh. 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 Um, is that the thing that you made Something me like try Scotland? Scotland. Fat-free honey yogurt. No, that's black pudding. And then there's mustard. Haggis. Tomato puree, white wine vinegar, garlic. Very different. <laughs> my God. Oh, well, that is, that is my, it's definitely my favourite dish. It's quite nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going sweets and then we're going to savoury. It's a good that's, combo. Oh, Chris has just smashed a whole bag of sherbet dip down. I'm off my face at the I looked like I was doing that a moment ago because I was absolutely covered in it. Uh, where were you half an hour ago? Well, um, well, you just announced your number one, which was um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Mm. You, you're both pulling faces, kids. Not feeling it. Both of um, it. both of Stu's girls um, have already announced that they're not fans. Unfortunately, are you uh, no, Reese's peanut butter cup? No. Oh. Oh, apparently, uh, Stuart's my wife doesn't like nuts, and no. the kids think they they stink. <laughs> so, well, before we move on with this, we all um, we all watched MasterChef as a bit of a family, don't we? And we we, uh, we we like watching it. And so, before you come round tonight. I was like, have you got any questions for Tony? And have a little think of some kind of behind-the-scenes kind of ideas and stuff like that. And you you got a question, haven't you? Do you want to say it into the mic? Do you want to come forward? Or do you want me to? Do you want me to? You've heard my voice first. I sound like a kind of slightly drunk Danny Dyer, so I'm sure you'll be all right. Go on. Well, when we watched you the other day... Yep. Um... There was new contestants letting you try their food. That's right. And it seemed like it was all done on one day, but you must have eaten 18 plates of food. Ten, ten plates of food, yeah. Ten pla- yeah, so you did do that. We had one day. So Were you I'd, sick of it by the end of it? Um, not so much. So that day, I'd already been to Billingsgate Market, four o'clock in the morning to get my fish, mm-hmm. gone to the restaurant, prepped my fish, butchered up some meat, uh, got to the studios at maybe 10 a.m., Hadn't had any breakfast at this point. Oh, okay. I uh, said to the production team, any chance I can have some toast and a cup of tea? They said, you've got 10 plates of food to come. I said, yeah, I know, but I am absolutely ravenous. I'm so hungry. I've been up since 4 a.m. I've got to eat some food. So they said, yeah, yeah, no problem. We'll give you some toast. So I've had some toast. I've had some fruit. I've had a packet of crisps. I can't remember what they were, Stu. I'm sorry. Okay. And a couple of cups of tea. And then you get into the, uh, the dining room. And um, you're sat at the table with a bottle of wine and a menu in front of you, and there's 10 plates. And my missus said to me, watching it back, she said, you didn't say much for the first couple of plates of food. And that's not like me. And I said, I was so hungry that the first four plates of food, I inhaled. And they said to me, what do you think? I went, any more? And it was only really when I got to probably play eight or nine, I suddenly realised I should have paced myself a bit better because there was a lot of food to come. You don't have to eat it all, obviously. But if it's good, you can't help it. The food this year was great. So I got through those 10 plates of food and it goes on over the space of maybe two, two and a half hours. So it's not too bad. You pace yourself. Mm. Um, And I enjoyed it. Last year, however, 
we had not such good food. And one of the plates of food was liver and bacon. Now, liver and bacon is my favourite food. I absolutely right. love it. Liver and bacon, mashed and onion gravy. For me, that is what I die and eat tomorrow. That's great. However, I said to the guys before they brought it out, if this liver's overcooked, we're in trouble. Mm. And it came out and it smelt great. And the bacon on top was crispy. Mm. And I thought, we're up for a winner here. This is going to be good. And then I cut into my liver and it was grey. <laughs> And when it goes grey and it goes grainy and kind of chalky in your mouth and it's horrible. And I put a bit in my mouth and it was, you know, when you can't swallow something, you go from one side of your mouth to the other side of your mouth and you're thinking, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> and eventually I managed to swallow it and the camera crew had seen what was going on and they went, all right, so could, uh, could you do another mouthful and then give us some feedback? And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, cheers, lads. <laughs> so a little bit comes off on the fork, goes in my mouth and I'm like, Mm. Oh. <laughs> swallow uh, yeah it's overcooked it's not very nice it's a bit grainy so it entirely depends on the food you get given yeah. on the day yeah. but you don't have to eat it all mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, How many sort of because you only ever see him put one mouthful in? Do you then move the plate away, or will you chow down a little bit? Depends how good it is. Like, like I say, the first four plates I finished. Yeah, oh, really? Because they were so good, um, or I was really hungry. I'm not sure which, but um, yeah, those four first four plates just didn't touch the sides. And then after that, it's just like a couple of mouthfuls. Try a bit. Okay, yeah, I'll move that to one side, and then yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's part of it. It's good fun. You always get a few surprises. Sometimes surprises that you don't like, sometimes that you do. Um, but yeah, it's, not, it's no different to doing a taster menu where you're getting 10 courses yeah, from a Michelin star chef. Yeah. Although with that, they're intentionally giving you small plates. Yeah. With this one, you've got, and this year as well, was the first year where they could do starters, mains, or desserts. Yeah. So we went from main course to dessert, to starter, to main course, oh, yeah. to main course to dessert. <laughs> yeah. And it's, that's quite weird when you're like, dessert, then main course. What? Yeah. This is backwards. Yeah. But, yeah, you just drink through it. <laughs> uh, I prefer main course. So if I go out for dinner and I've got a choice, I'll have a starter, then I'll have a main course, and then I'll normally ask to see the starter menu again. But because I'm a chef now, 
and I'm known for making desserts, I will always try and order a dessert just so I can see what the other chefs are doing and get some inspiration yeah. from them. But I'd rather have savoury food. I don't like sweets. But you're doing sweets. But we're doing sweets, yeah. Doing sweets, yeah. You feel sick as well afterwards, and yeah. You're very grown up, girls, because you've brought in like freshly, like these are like very, very well cooked. Are these vegetable chips, these ones are they regular chips today, Carol? Veg- vegetable chips, as opposed to meat chips. <laughs> oh, Chris! Walk right into that one. You know what I mean? <laughs> non non veg non uh, non potato ones. What what are they? Sweet potato and regular ones. Yeah. Yes. So you girls don't really dig the sweets too much, then. That's quite good. Any sweets, really? Ah, okay. Yeah. I like mints. Mints. Yeah, mints. Mints. Lamb. Beef. Hey, I think chocolate's class of sweets, but your dad doesn't, so, yeah, who knows? You've got to have rules. Chocolate sweets? Yeah, mm, yeah but we're, 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 we're talking chocolate. sweets as in, like, candy sweets like these, and and I think chocolate should be a genre up within itself. No, because chocolate is chocolate, <laughs> but, um, it's, it's not called sweets, it's called chocolate. I guess so, still, I guess so. Like, say if, like, if you were yeah. yeah, this is it. All falls under the same thing for no. me. It's candy. It's the, it, Layla no. has. Layla has. No, she's spoken. Right. Crushed her father in <laughs> some recent <laughs> debate. Oh, I'm used to being shut down. All right. So, why peanut butter? What are they called? Reese's peanut butter cups. So yeah. when I was like, so when I was younger in America, um, this is what we used to have. It for me is that perfect combination of salty with the peanut butter, mm-hmm. and then sweet from the chocolate. Um, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yep. And they are great. So for me, what I'll do for breakfast is I'll get a piece of toast and I'll go chocolate spread on one side. I'll get another piece of toast. I'll go peanut butter on that one, always crunchy. I'll put those two bits of toast together yeah. and then that's how I'll eat it. And that's that is a, like the yeah. ultimate bit of toast. And I'll be honest with you, there are days where I just leave the toast out of it and go for a spoon in both. Um, peanut I've, butter and chocolate together, I've I think is brilliant. Just eat straight out of the yeah. car like that. When I was doing the insanity workout with them, like that's intensive, yeah. intensive, intensive. But they didn't lose any weight because they could not keep, couldn't stop. Could keep but it's that salty and sweet combo yeah. that I think it's the same as like salted caramel and chocolate, or like some kind of fudges where you get salt flakes in it. I just I think that's that combination for me that is uh, just something else. That is just peanut butter and chocolate spread. Yep, yeah. it's, it's good lovely. though, right? Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Pip, Pip yeah. would be jealous because Pip absolutely loves Reese's pe- like Reese's yeah. Reese's, Reese's pieces M&M's of the Reese's peanut butter Reese's cup pieces world, yeah. are vegan friendly aren't they no idea probably mm. yeah 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 they are okay. yeah. I think th- but they're not is Pip vegan no no he's, better say I've lost all respect for him yeah, then but no. <laughs> it's alright uh, he's panic. just very odd with his eating isn't he he wants what's his rule because you were saying about cinema and how you buy shrimps when you go to the cinema like what does he do? He, he has the argument with the bloke at the ice cream store, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though he knows exactly what free scoops what, he wants. In his head, he knows what free scoops he always has, right? But the thing is, he doesn't want to just say, I want these three. Because he suspects they'll put them in the wrong order. Instead of saying, 
I'll have these three in that order, please. Just get it done and out of the way. Just rip it off like a plaster. He doesn't want to confront him like that. So what he does is he acts like he doesn't know what ones he wants. So he ah. goes, oh, I'll have the uh, sandwich switch up first. And then, oh, until they put it in, then he'll put it in. <laughs> so they're, they're drawn into this strange web of a game where even when they start, because he can't make up his own mind, they start recommending shit. And he's going, mm, well, really? He knew before he walked in. That what he's That's smart. Have. I like it. Yeah, no. I've We've all played Cards Against Humanity, right? Yeah. yeah. We're all grown yeah, up. I so yeah. yeah. But there's always that one where you get the two cards and you, they always say to you, put the first one at the top and you go, which one's the top? Is the top the face or is <laughs> yeah, it the bottom? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. the same. If he reels out yeah. those three, they might go backwards and then, or in any other order and yeah. that's ruined his experience. Chaos. So I think he's a genius. Yeah, I mean, he, imagine. He's, he's a, a genius. He's a, he's a genius. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we're up. See we're you later, Thanks, girls. Thank thank so much for all our treats. Good night. Thank you. You can't have any of our sweets, though. Right, well, this seems like a good time now because we've just um, got to the end. Good night, girls. See you later. Um, we're um, we're uh, we're at the end of, of part the one. Sweets. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We've, we've, we've done the sweets, and we'll be back for for part two in a minute. Yeah, indeedy. Yes, thank you very much. Disrespecting my friends with milk in their tea. I know it's unbelievable. 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 We're recording now. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, all right. Are you all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm, I'm good. I, I am. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed that because we had a lot of fun making that, didn't have you, we? Have you come down off the sugar? Rush? Yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely fine now. Yeah, that um, was crazy. Though my, my favourite was the sherbet dib dabs, and uh, there was literally sherbet powder all over the shop. You had it lit all down your front. Yeah, <laughs> it did look like something out of Scarface. <laughs> um, that was really good. Um, yeah, never really got involved in the Reese's stuff before. Really enjoyed that. That was quite yummy. Tony's convinced you, isn't he? Yeah, He's yeah, brought, brought yeah, you over was... to the Reese's side. Um, oh, right, well, look. So we're going to be back um, in about 48 hours with part two, um, mm-hmm. where Tony will be doing another top five. Completely different, not food related, although I'm sure it will involve some spaghetti clever and we're not Thank talking you. about motorway junctions either that's that's really shit oh it's really clever no that's that's right off that's, the top of my head that was well <clears throat> also thank you tony so far but i'm sure we'll thank you more after part two thank you very much for listening and um yeah if you are worried that you're going to miss it when it comes out the easiest thing to do is subscribe you slags <laughs> <laughs> your face there oh bye chris and stew present our core listing the podcast